did a black car stalk Eastern Europe, looking for the organs of little kids. And then we traveled to Siberia to meet a soldier who disappeared one night while he should have been at his guard post. Later, when he's questioned by the KGB, he tells a bizarre story. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Let's go ahead and hop into Jason Jalopy for our first story. Now, our first story is actually a recommendation. For, this recommendation came about a year and a half ago. Like, when this show first started off, I got this recommendation. I don't even know if they still listen to the show, but Mercia, thank you so much for recommending this story. We're going to hop into Jason Jalopy. We're driving out to the Eastern Bloc. You know, those Warsaw Pact nations. Long ago, you had the Eastern European stuff. You had, like, Russia took over all that stuff. And then you had the West, which was NATO. It's really kind of like living in a G.I. Joe cartoon. Because, like, you had NATO, which is, like, the cool good guys. And then you had the Warsaw Pact hidden behind the Iron Curtain in the Eastern Bloc. I mean, like, they really should have made action figures based on that. Like, we would have had a bunch of cool... To be fair, the bad guys always had the cooler vehicles. So the Soviets would have had, like, the Hive Spinner. And it's, like, Khrushchev jumping around in like a giant bumblebee that shoots out more bumblebees and americans would just have like tanks and the gi joe always had the realistic weapons cobra always had like the crazy things so you'd have gorbachev and like a spinning blade that's going to dig under capitalism and then pop up in a bank and unleash all of these uh, red soldiers now i'm thinking i should probably actually try inventing that toy line but we're not going to invent a toy line right now i might after this podcast is over we're going to the Eastern Bloc. We're going we're gonna to dig underneath the Iron Curtain ourselves. So get out your official Dead Rabbit shovels. We're going to dig under the Iron Curtain. We're going to pop up. We're going to be wearing like big uh, fur hats and big fur coats and stuff like that. We're now walking around the night. We'll be in the night because this story went from the 60s to about the 80s. So let's put us around the 1980s. We're going to hop up. We're walking around 1980s Czechoslovakia. And we see a black car driving down the street. Not a big deal. There's lots of cars driving around. Some of them are black. We're not really thinking anything of it. And another black car drives by. And you're like, Jason, are you just going to keep making car noises until the right, whatever the right car you're going to talk about goes by? Maybe. But no, no, no. Now that you call me out on it, I won't do that. We're going to walk through and we see a bunch of kids playing on the street corner. And then there's this old grandpa type, like smoking a pipe. And then there's, like, an old lady, like, beating rugs and stuff like that. Very stereotypical country people, like, rural people, right? And we're just standing there in our... It's July, by the way, so we take off our fur coats and everything. So we're not totally inconspicuous. Oh, wait, do you want to be... Can you be conspicuous? Because inconspicuous means nobody sees you, right? But conspicuous... So if you were conspicuous... Actually, think about it. If you're inconspicuous, that means nobody sees you. But if you're conspicuous, does that mean you draw draw attention? What's in the middle? Is there just spicuous? If let's just be spicuous right now. We're not conspicuous, so we don't draw attention, but we're not inconspicuous where we're invisible. We're spicuous right now. We're just normal. And we see a black Volga. An old-timey Volga car. Volga's a car manufacturer style of car that was around back then. But this one looks like it's from the 40s, and it's just driving down the road. 
And it slows down when it sees the kids. Now, we are going to go, that's gross. Like, there's some big old weirdo in there, right? Not, it's okay to slow down for kids if they're playing in the street and you don't want to hit them. <laughs> if you see a bunch of kids in the street, you're like, uh-oh, I don't want to be considered a pervert. And you just drive her through. No, don't do that. You're allowed to slow down for kids if you're going to run over them otherwise. But if there's some kids playing on the side of the road and you start to slow down, you're probably a pervert, right? Now, we see this car start to slow down and it stops. And we see the kids kind of stop, jump roping, or playing jacks or whatever they did over there. And they are, something draws their attention to the Black Volga. They kind of look at each other. And then they walk as a group over to the car. And we're like, uh, it's going to be bad. And I go, it will be, but we can't do anything. I'm like, what? The back seat of the car door opens up. And then the kids get sucked into the car like a vortex. Whoa! Now we can actually look into the back seat. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. It's not like the kids got sucked in and now they're sitting in their seatbelts. They're gone. We just see the normal back seats of an old school Volga. You want to do something. I put my hand on you. I go, no, bro. You got to let the events play out. The old man throws down his pipe and begins running over to the Volga. No one is going to mess with his neighborhood. He walks over to the Volga, he looks into the driver's side window, and falls dead in front of us. Volga drives off. And I turn to you and I go, aren't you glad that I didn't let you go over there and assault that driver? And you go, Jason, I'm mortified that you brought me to a place where you knew not only children were going to be kidnapped, but an old man would die. And I go... Fair enough, but this myth, this urban legend lasted for 30 years behind the Iron Curtain. Czechoslovakia had a very specific variant of it. They had the Black Volga, the Black Volga you'd see in Mongolia, which would be a kind of a dead giveaway because like they're like riding horses over there. They got like the steps. They're like a bunch of nomads. And then there's a black car driving through. They're like, what? Throwing spears at it. But in all these Eastern Bloc nations, they were seeing this Black Volga. Now, Volgas were a known car model. People had Volgas. People drove them around. This one was distinctively an older Volga. People said you saw it and it felt like it was out of place. Even if you weren't a knowledgeable person about cars, I know nothing about cars, you would look at it and go, something about it would tell you that doesn't belong here. Now, the Czechoslovakian um, variant of it was that it was a black ambulance. That it looked like, and that's pretty ominous, because ambulances, I think, for the most part, unless they're fire rescue ambulances, are white. I know fire rescue ambulances can be red, but a black ambulance make gives it a sinister undertone. So you have, what's interesting is, so you have the supernatural side of this myth, where you have the car will drive up, door will open up, the kids get sucked in like it's a portal. Really anybody, but generally the myth or the story was, was that it was taking the organs. It was, which is weird. If you have a vehicle that can distort time and space and teleport matter, I don't think you're like, oh yeah, I get a thousand dollars for this kidney. Like there's a lot of other stuff you can do with a vehicle that makes people drop dead when they get near it and can, can consume matter. I think you can do more than sell someone's eyeballs on eBay. But that was the main thing was that this was the kids would get sucked into the back their organs would be sold. Specifically, their blood would be sold to rich Westerners and Arabs. 
the decadent foreigners to them were the Arabs and the rich Westerners. So, and that, that it's funny because of that storyline, it still continues today with stuff like uh, Pizzagate or Frazzled Drip, Frazzled Rip, Frazzled Drip, whatever you want to call it. The idea that the, the elites are eating the blood, the adrenochrome of kids, that's a whole other thing, but there's, there's this theory that you can torture someone and make them freak out and their blood fills up with adrenochrome. I, I, the, the whole thing, there's a couple different variations of it. This is the one I heard. You torture someone and they get so afraid their blood gets pumped full of adrenaline, it gets released into their system, it becomes adrenochrome, or it's processed as some sort of drug using the blood of people, and then the elites eat it, they do it, and it makes them feel young, or become young, or something like that, and you have to get it injected in your eyeball, or something like that, so whenever you see a picture of a celebrity with a black eye, it means they just got done doing adrenochrome, which I would go, why are they getting their photos taken? They're like, oh, yes, the fresh blood, the fresh blood of the damned. Oh, wait, I got a photo shoot? Uh, yeah, I'll walk outside and get a photo with my eyeball all bruised up. Anyways, that conspiracy theory still exists. There are people who right now are really believing that uh, they're all, all the celebrities aren't really, I, I gotta go on this a little bit, this coronavirus thing. There's a and I want, I'll touch on this later because it's so insane and it's developing still. But here's a tidbit: there's a large contingent of people in the conspiracy theory community who believe that um, all the celebrities aren't in um, quarantine because of coronavirus. They're basically either under arrest because Donald Trump is draining the swamp, like Tom Hanks is actually in a prison because then there's one photo. You can see a door tag, like you can see a barcode on a door, which people go, that that's a door from jail. Even though it's a normal door with like a normal handle, they think that that handle like leads them into Rikers or something like that. And like Madonna is running out of adrenochrome, that's why she's freaking out. And in some photos of Ellen's live stream, she doesn't have, she has an ankle bracelet on underneath her sweat, so she's in her house arrest. Which, why would they be placing these people under house arrest and letting them live stream if they've been devouring the, the blood of children? The whole thing doesn't make sense. The whole thing makes absolutely no sense at all. But it's funny because this myth from the 1960s is still being believed today that the other consumes our blood. You can even go as far back as like the blood libel where like the Jews were killing Christians and turning their blood into matzah bread and eating that, there's always this idea that the other is consuming our blood, whoever the R is. And it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what era. It's a really weird, it's a really weird thing that people believe in all the time, which is fascinating about conspiracy theories because that's the thing. I love conspiracy theories even though I don't believe in most of them, because you can see these threads fly through it. Why was it that a small village in the Ural Mountains were afraid of the same thing that a YouTuber is afraid of today? Is it, They may argue because it's true, because the Black Volga was true, that it was devouring the blood and all this stuff. And all the all these all these Westerners and Arab sheiks were walking around with bruised eyes all, all the time back then. And that's the thing, too, when it was the Arabs, it wasn't just, like, the dude at, like, the falafel stand. It was, like, rich sheiks, the elite. So, anyway, it's just fascinating to me how this stuff... I think it's, I think it's a... I, th- I don't think it's... I don't think it carries over because it's true. I think it carries over because people are absolutely 
I actually don't know why, because I'm not super afraid of my blood being drained. If people, but you know, actually, that's fascinating because that even goes back to the tales of like vampires. Like, do is it normal for people to have a fear of their blood being drained from their body? I when I say I'm not afraid of it, I don't want it to happen. I'm not lobbying for it, but that's not an innate fear of mine. But if you go all the way to the old vampire stories to the adrenochrome stories of today, it's that your blood is being drained by the other. But see, back then, they didn't have stuff like Ellen on YouTube, and they couldn't decipher what shirt she was wearing that day. Means that Joe... No, I'm not making this up. She was wearing a Joe Jonas shirt, and she was talking to someone while she was arranging glasses, and the shirt had some symbol on it that matched a painting and someone else's back. It's so bizarre, but if you didn't know, breaking news, by the way, Ellen's in prison, and so's Tom Hanks, apparently. This is a massive conspiracy theory that's going on right now, and I'll cover it when it's all done. There's a little bit of your preview for that. So these conspiracy theories still exist. As a, I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist folklorist. I like to see how this stuff evolves. Back then, it was a supernatural car sucking people into it. If you told people, you know, Ellen's driving a car while we're all in our houses, Ellen and Tom Hanks is driving a car around town, and anyone who's breaking quarantine gets sucked into the car, you would laugh. You would say, that's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. But if someone goes, here's some screenshots of this live stream from Ellen, and she has a shirt on. It's always about her shirts. It's always about her shirts. She has a shirt on with a drawing of, like, a guy with red red stuff on his face. That's a symbol that she eats people's faces. I guess this has become an Ellen episode now. Why would you wear a shirt of the crime you're in prison for? Right? Because the conceit is that she's not under house quarantine, that she's currently in house arrest. Again, you wouldn't put her under house arrest. If someone's eating, eating people's faces, you don't let them be in their mansion. But the idea is that she's under house arrest, that... Uh, President is using this whole thing. This is all fake. This is the conspiracy theory. This is all fake. It's to distract us, us, us homo sapiens. It's to distract us normals from the fact that Donald Trump is cleaning up. He's finally draining the swamp. And so Tom Hanks is in prison for eating kids. Ellen DeGeneres is under house arrest for eating kids. But she's wearing a shirt that shows her eating a kid. And she's just under house arrest for that because, you know, that's what happens. And then all these other celebrities are, like, sending out coded messages and stuff like that. It's just absolutely bizarre. But there are a lot of people who believe it. And it's growing every day. Because I think conspiracy theories grow in the absence of evidence. And because most of us are confined to our houses, and we don't have any proof. I said, like, in episode 8 or 9, that the key to a perfect conspiracy theory is time plus distance plus a group we don't trust. If someone starts a conspiracy theory about what's happening in your house right now, you're like, no, the refrigerator is not talking to me. That's completely ridiculous. If you change it to a refrigerator a thousand miles away, 50 years ago, and the U.S. military invented a refrigerator who, that they could communicate with, some people will believe that because they don't trust the military and they can't prove it. Other people go, no, that's still pretty stupid. You can work the conspiracy theory, you can create the conspiracy theory to get into a certain mindset but time plus distance plus a group you don't already trust, that creates the perfect conspiracy theory. People don't, in generally, don't trust celebrities. They really don't. People don't trust celebrities. They don't trust the elites, which is what celebrities would be. 
we have a group of people that we can't check in on right now, even though they're live streaming, even though you have more access to them now than you have had at any point in the past, because they're literally, you're watching them now. With Twitter, with Facebook, with all these things, you can find these celebrities, you can talk to them, you can interact with them more than you ever could, but they're still considered this other. They're still considered this other thing. And then the distance, definitely now that we're all socially isolated, we we can't really go anywhere. So that this that's this conspiracy. I think this is what we're talking about now for the rest of this episode. So it's yeah, it's just a bizarre conspiracy theory that is really taking off, and people are taking screenshots. Uh, there's a picture in some dude's house, some other actor's house, that has a face that has red on it. And they go, look at this, just like Ellen's sweater, dude. They're communicating with each other. I mean, I I guess, maybe. It just seems like a really bad way to communicate. Why would, okay, if I wanted to, if, okay, let's say I have a kid that I need to deliver to Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks is hungry. And Tom Hanks gets arrested, right? First off, I'm not then going to post my own YouTube video with weird symbols in the background to just make Tom Hanks more hungry because then that's not helping anyone. What my main thing would be to do is to first get rid of the kid before law enforcement gets me, too. Let him go. There you go. Bye. He's running the street. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm free. Black Volga pulls up. I'm like, uh-oh. I should get to finishing that story as well, but uh, the kid gets sucked in. Why would you be sending messages back to each other? Why would you be letting everyone else... Because here's the thing. If a guy on Godlike Productions or 4chan or whatever can decipher your symbols, they're not good symbols. That's that's a horrible code if anyone can decipher it. But Jason, you have to reveal the code. It's part of the Illuminati. they got to reveal the code before they do the horrible things because of, of logic, because of the rules we've made up as conspiracy theorists. It doesn't make sense. I, I did a whole episode about that. Predictive programming. You can't... You That's a nonsense thing that's never been proven in anything. There's never been a time... You can't go back to the 1890s and see Hitler references. You don't see references to Hitler or the Third Reich or any of that stuff in War of the Worlds. In any of the mass media, in any of the penny dreadful novels. You did not see predictive programming telling you what was going to happen about World War II or Korea or Vietnam. You didn't see it. The predictive programming theory didn't really even start until 9-11. So if this is the rule, and the Illuminati's ruled the world since the American Revolution, why weren't we seeing these things right after the American Revolution? Why didn't Tom Sawyer go to a pyramid with an all-seeing eye in it? Because it doesn't exist. It's totally made up. But you have a group of people, again, who are looking at every frame of an Ellen. And I don't mean to keep bagging on Ellen, but that was the most, that's the one that's come out the most. And I think it's because she's live streaming. She's putting out so much content. People are really, and why Ellen? I mean, out of all the people who I would consider the most successful people in the world, she's not even in the top thousand. Why would you, her? Like, seriously, if I was going to, Put a linchpin on the the all-seeing darkness, the malevolent power of the Lumen. Ellen DeGeneres, really. Stand-up comedian slash failed sitcom star. Now she has a talk show, which is... <sighs> Anyways, but see, to a lot of people, though, she's just the elite. She's wealthy, and she's connected. That puts her in that bad category. So the chances of me... Actually, this is a good point. The chances of a normal person walking down the street... Drinking adrenochrome is almost zero. But to Ellen, she's the elite to all of us. But then again, I mean, 
who's Ellen DeGeneres? Seriously? Ellen DeGeneres? Beyonce, maybe? I'm not saying she does, but if they are pinning it on, I'm like, oh, Beyonce definitely drinks blood. What I'm saying is that the conspiracy theory, if they put it on a bigger celebrity, I'm not saying I would believe it, but it would be more believable than Ellen DeGeneres is drinking human blood. I mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. And not only is she drinking human blood, she's putting images that prove to us that she's drinking human blood in her live stream. But she's not telling us that she's drinking human blood. And the reason why she's in her house isn't because of coronavirus, because she's actually arrested awaiting trial in her house for drinking human blood, and yet she wears a sweater with a bloody face on it. Now I'm going to have to go find a bunch of show notes on this. Thanks a lot, rant. But there is a a good group of, of people who, I wouldn't say good, there is a group of people who believe that that's what this is all about. The coronavirus is actually a big scam. And I don't believe that. Stay in your home, social distancing, but but the coronavirus is a big scam. So Donald Trump can actually round up all the celebrities without everyone jumping in the way and being like, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. No, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. No, we're all Ellen DeGeneres. What would we do if, if the feds arrested Ellen DeGeneres for eating people's faces? You'd go, oh, that's gross. I hope she's innocent. And you would wait for trial. No one jumped in front of Harvey Weinstein and goes, I'm Harvey Weinstein. No, I'm... People are just like, okay, yeah, go to jail and get have a trial. That's what we do in this country. So, but anyways, the coronavirus... You heard, it, you heard it here first. If you're not a total lunatic and haven't spent all your time on the web lately, coronavirus apparently is 100% fake. It's just to keep us inside while they arrest... This whole global shutdown is because they want to arrest Ellen DeGeneres, Tom Hanks, uh, Madonna. She's also one of these people. I think Miley Cyrus is one of these, which I know that's not true. And we have all these other like world leaders, apparently. So like Merkel and stuff like that. I don't know. So this whole thing, the economy taking a big hit, all because they really need to stop that newest shipment of fresh human blood being shipped across the border, and they stopped it. And then they go, okay, step two, shut down the global economy, and then we'll eventually arrest Ellen during a live stream. It's absolutely bizarre. But let's finish up this Black Volga story here real quick. Um, A a lot of people, and this kind of goes into this thing as well. Some people believe that the car was driven by the men in black. It had some UFO connections. Some people believe that the car was not driven by anyone. They would either see a mist in the car or nothing at all. You just drive down the street. Some people believe the car was driven by Satan himself. By Satan himself. And I'll bet you anything, if you really looked into it, you would see an evolution. I bet you that the story of the Black Volga, when it first started off, was inspired by the KGB. They drove Black Volgas. Not an old-timey one, but Black Volgas in general. Driving down the street, picking up dissidents, and people never being a scene again. And I bet you if you followed that story from the 1960s, when you would have areas that weren't you, they were normal areas, everything was going fine, and you had the KGB start to tighten their grip, coming in these areas, taking out people who were speaking up too much, disappearing. And then the myth became more supernatural. To the point where, first off, you people the people weren't being dragged into cars, they were being sucked into cars. And then, the car has no driver. Like, the car's haunted. 
And then eventually the car is driven by Satan himself. He actually is like, dum 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 I have a lot of stuff to do in hell, man. I'm super busy. But, you know, at the same time, I like to get out. I like to, I like to get some of the outdoors. So he gets in his Volga and he drives around and he sucks people into it. Like, he's the king of hell. He's the main adversary to the almighty God. I think he has more important things to do than to drive around a single car abducting people. Like... There's like an upcoming war of good versus evil, and he's supposed to lose. And he knows he's supposed to lose, and yet he's still working really, really hard to get everything done. But nah, he's going to take a couple days off for 30 years and drive around abducting children. I think it's most likely the myth came from KGB actually taking people. Now, of course, there are sickos out there. There are There is a, a organ market out there. People do get... People do get kidnapped for their organs, but it's actually a lot less than people think. A lot of times the people sell more people sell their organs than they actually get kidnapped for their organs, but it does happen. I know that that was a thing about ISIS was selling the organs of the people and and China's gotten in trouble or gotten accused. I don't think they've ever gotten in trouble. China's gotten accused of organs as well, prisoners and things like that. So you do have stuff like that, but but it would seem fairly inefficient to drive around a super supernatural car. And what would you do with the organs of kids? Well, I get I get because you know they're so tiny, you can't really use them much. I think that really goes into the whole like kids and the blood. Because even I think that was the old story with the Jews, is it was the Christian babies or the Christian kids. This episode's gone really grim. But throughout time, it's always and even the vampires go back to that. It was always the virgins. It was innocent. It's innocent blood. So what we see going forward from the vampire mythos all the way to nowadays. And again, Somebody could say the reason why we have that thread go through history is because it's true, Jason. Because vampires, that was the elite back then, and then you really had the Jews drinking the blood of the Christians. I'm waiting to see the emails I get because saying, Jason, you know that statement. That Everything else you said was hilarious, but that's true. The blood lie. And then, I trust me, I'll get those emails. And then we'll have this path follow through, and then we'll get to here where we're at now with this adrenochrome Thing, which, as far as I know, is actually... I know there's, like, a real company that is trying to take the plasma of... you can, Young people can donate their plasma and they can inject it in old people. And a lot of people who believe in this conspiracy theory go, Check this link out. Check this link out. First off, it's junk science. And I think it's just a way to rip off old people. There's no one... there, And also, let me say this. If they, if this is proof that adrenochrome... Why would you... Why would there be articles about it in, like, Science Wire? Why would I be able to know about that if this article is part of proving the conspiracy is real? One of the people who are getting their daily eyeball injections of adrenochrome be like, yo, don't write that article. Don't make your company go public. Just, just work for... Like, why would it, we know about any of this stuff? Anyways, but yeah, so apparently there is a company that takes the plasma out of young people and can put it in old people, and they pay the young people, and they really, really highly charge the old people, because when you get older, you'll do anything to stay healthy and stay young, and that's that, again, is something that has gone throughout history, but that's just because people are afraid of dying, and I think the more powerful you get and the older you get, the more likely you'll go to the extremes, because you have the ability to, to do these things. A normal guy who's working the potato farm is not like, oh, I'm going to get myself cryogenic and frozen. I'm going to live forever. I mean, that might be an interesting thought, but he has more important things to do. But a guy who's super wealthy, who has the money to actually like get himself cryogenically frozen, he'll look into that. 
or getting his brain downloaded into a computer or whatever. I guess we're going to wrap this episode up by saying I do not believe that Ellen DeGeneres is eating kids. And I do believe that the coronavirus is a real thing. Again, the amount of emails, I, this is not the episode I expected to do, but the amount of emails and YouTube comments, YouTube comments maybe not so much, but I'll probably get a couple. They'll be like, no, no, you, here, check out this link. And I've checked out the link. And Anyways, the point of the matter is the coronavirus, I believe, is real. I think there are some interesting things going on in the background, and I want to explore those after this is all over. But overall, the coronavirus is real. You can get it. You can get really sick. I think the death rate's too high. I think we'll find that it's much, much lower. But that doesn't mean it's okay to go out. You can still get sick. I don't want to get too preachy. I think that going back to the fun conspiracy stuff, they're they're going in overdrive. We're trying to make sense of the fact that a couple people ate bats 5,000 miles away. And now, like, I can't leave my house. And I'm concerned about my loved ones. And I'm concerned about myself. But, I mean, I'm fine. And it's hard to wrap our heads around that. It's very much like 9-11. You are going about your day and all of a sudden you have this massive terror attack and everything kind of changes. And just like 9-11 spawns a ton of conspiracy theories, this... This... 9-11, the whole 9-11 was an inside job, dude. Oh, man. That was nothing compared to what's coming out of this. Nothing. The conspiracy theories that are going to come out of coronavirus are going to make 9-11 was an inside job look like baby's first conspiracy theory. And I would say this. 9-11 was an inside job made JFK, that whole conspiracy theory, look quaint. That's what this is going to do to 9-11. The stuff now, obviously, Ellen DeGeneres is going to go back on the air, or what if she doesn't, dude? What if she just I retire? We never see him again. What if from now on, Tom Hanks is like, you know, I'm just going to live in Australia and I'm going to do all my movies via webcam? It'd be weird. I don't think it's going to happen, but everything will go on. But we're going to see some of the most insane because even back when 9 11 was an inside job, the craziest conspiracy theory back then, there was two of them before 9 11, there was two crazy conspiracy theories. Reptiles are taking over the planet, Project Bluebeam. Those are the two craziest ones. Bluebeam wasn't very well known, but it was it was definitely illogical. And then you have the ongoing conspiracy theory of into the world. And depending on what region you're in, what religion you're following, that will take different paths. But we had not many crazy conspiracy theories before 9-11. I guess the moon landing was fake, but that one's fairly realistic. Flat Earth was very it was a joke. Like, the Flat Earth Society had, like, 200 members in it and stuff like that. It was something that was just kind of a joke. People would join it just to get a plaque that they could put on their wall. This is a member of the Flat Earth Society. You had offshoots like Church of the Subgenius and kind of, like, weird things. You had doomsday cults, I guess. But after 9-11, we've seen this massive evolution of conspiracy theories. Because first it started off the, you know, planes... Uh, it was an inside job that they knew about it. There's bombs in the buildings, and then it evolved to there's actually space lasers, or the Twin Towers never existed in the first place. All sorts of crazy stuff, and that's opened us up to uh, there's no such thing as mountains. There's really the stumps of dead trees. Monkeys don't exist. World War II never happened. Nukes don't exist. These are all conspiracy theories we've covered on the show, and you have a couple hundred to 100,000 people believing in these different conspiracy theories. All of that changes now. The coronavirus, the conspiracy theories that come out of this are going to make that... I don't know what form they're going to take. But I mean, I guess we have a pretty good indicator right now with this adrenochrome thing. We're in the middle of it. And the most absurd conspiracy theory possible has already been crafted out of this. So where we're going in the next few years, 
I think we're going to see some very, very interesting conspiracy theories. I think this is going to be the third age of, of crazy conspiracy theories. Because you had them start in the 60s, the Cold War, you had a bunch of them. Obviously, Kennedy, that was the first age of conspiracy theories. And then you had the second age, which was 9-11. And now, who? this is going to get bizarre. We will save the soldier story for tomorrow, obviously. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Be safe. Be kind. Don't eat. Don't drink anyone's blood. Don't eat any kids. I love you guys. Be back tomorrow.